Welcome to the IonaHoops.com podcast with your host, Guy Flotico. It's episode 32 of the IonaHoops.com podcast. I promise I won't be singing in this episode, though I might break out the sad trombone. As the Gale season ended yesterday against Alabama, but what a game it was. Iona went toe-to-toe with this final four contender, let's face it, Crimson Tide, in for, for 30 minutes before faltering down the stretch in a 68-55 defeat that was much closer than that final score. Um, the Gales conclude this COVID-riddled season with a 12-6 and record, but there's no question that Iona coach Rick Pitino started to build his vision for this program. You know, We're going to get into that in future episodes as we now have months to look ahead to next season. Uh, so we're just going to focus on yesterday's game in this episode for the most part, um, rather than start getting into all of that other stuff. And with that in mind, let's kick into our final recap of the 2021 Iona College of Basketball season. honestly didn't know what to expect going to yesterday's game. Iona hadn't played anyone even close to the caliber of Alabama this season. The Tide is a top 10 program. They play faster than just about everyone in the country and is one of the best defenses in the country. Certainly, the potential of a blowout loss was on the table. Except for one thing. We have a guy named Rick Pitino on our bench and he's in the process of instilling a defensive culture. Um, that's the best way to describe it, a culture. Uh, that would give us hope, even when it appears we're overmatched. Yesterday, Iona offensively is probably what we all expected it to be, um, scoring in the mid-50s, Reli- re- you know, over-relying on Isaiah Ross and Asante gets more than normal. Um, generally a rough shooting game uh, mixed with a healthy amount of turnovers, and that's pretty much what we got, I'd say. Um, but on the other side of the ball, we saw the early stages of Patino's dream come to light. Um, this morning, I kept reading about how Alabama had a bad game offensively. You know, maybe, just maybe, Iona's defense had a little bit to do with that, huh? Jeez, I mean, come on. Um, balance reporting, please. Um, Iona's one of the best teams in the country, denying the three. So why is anyone surprised that the Tide didn't shoot well from out there? Iona blocked a ton of shots at the rim yesterday and blocked eight total for the game. Why is anyone surprised when we knew that that's what Alabama does? They attack the paint, they go to the rim. You know, as I told you in the previous episode, everything they do is via the three-point line and at the rim. Very, very little in between. I knew that. You don't think Patino knew that? You don't think that was the game plan? Come on. Come on, people. What are we doing here? Um, Make no mistake. The Iona defense is on its way to becoming precisely what Patino wants. And this was just the first step. Patino has said, you know, during, you know, due to COVID... Um, and you know, reduced practices. He never even got to teaching all his pressure defenses and all that. You know, there's no time. He just went out and got them to play the best man-to-man defenses they're capable of. And we saw that yesterday. So imagine what this guy's going to do when he has full practice time, a full off season, and all of that other stuff. So here's Patino's opening statement to the media after yesterday's loss. Well, I'm proud of our guys. We thought we could beat Alabama, to be honest with you. We had to cut down the three, cut down their transition, keep them away from the basket, and then do a lot of positive things offensively. With the game uh, on the line, we gave up two threes. And because centers are used to running back in the lane, and against this basketball team, you can't do that. 
So I'm real proud of our guys. We, we've been offensively challenged all year because we're in our first year where we had to bring in 12 new players. And uh, we're going to be better next year because we have uh, some uh, more troops coming in as offensively to help us. But they, they gave, us, gave me their heart the entire year. So I'm real proud of them. Unfortunately, we didn't have enough weapons to play against Alabama. So yesterday, early on in the day, I tweeted three keys to the game. I talked all about them in the preview episode, really, though I didn't necessarily label them the three keys. But to me, they were pretty clear entering the game, and I imagine to some of you as well. Number one was denying the three. The Gales entered the game 23rd in the country and defending the three per Ken Palm, and 40% of Alabama's scoring is from three. So do the math. Um, keeping him under 30% for the game you know, was something that was a key for me, if we can do that. Number two was valuing the basketball. Up until Atlantic City, Ione had been very generous with the ball uh, all season long. Bama's great at taking it away. This was the recipe for disaster. The Gales, I felt, needed to keep it under 15 turnovers in the game to have a chance. And number three was hitting the glass. Bama is one of the fastest tempos in the country. Um, um, And again, the only tempo team we saw close to that was Monmouth. Um, one of Iowa's strengths is offensive rebounding this year, statistically. Um, put back buckets would be huge for Iona today, I felt, because it would help them control tempo. So let's take a look at how those three factors turned out. First, the threes. Bama ended up shooting 31.3% from three for the game, but that includes a three with 30 seconds to go when the game was pretty much decided. If they don't take and make that unnecessary three, they only shoot 26.7% from three. So I'd say mission accomplished there. All right, the turnovers. I keep, I said keep it under 15. Iona ended up with 15. And again, that counts one from Gist with about 20 sec- 26 seconds left in the game. That was kind of a meaningless one. So I'm going to say mission accomplished there too. Um, the last one, the offensive glass to control tempo. Well, Iona was able to control tempo in this one, but it was because of their defense, which I didn't really see coming, and not because of offensive rebounding. The Gales, in fact, only grabbed six offensive boards the entire game or manhandled on the glass overall uh, by, by 16. Um, here's Patino on the importance of losing the battle of the boards. Tonight, um, we, we thought with every phase we could stay in the game. The one area that we just, I'm surprised at, was the rebounding. They beat us uh, 42-26. Now, we did a great job defending them, and they had 13 second shots. And that was the key. Take away the three, but don't give them a second shot. And we did, and that was our demise. So to summarize, the defense was just tremendous in this one, holding Alabama to 68 points. I think that was their second lowest total in the season. I mean, that's insane. Um, and it's not because Alabama didn't have a good day. I'm sure they weren't at their sharpest. But you know what? Give some credit to Iona. I mean, come on. Let's be fair. Um, Iona played a ridiculous defensive game yesterday, and it's not like Alabama was standing out there at three by themselves all day long. You know, they were challenged. Every shot was challenged. So let's let's keep that in mind. Um, and I also have to give mention to Iona turning to Parker Weiss from extended minutes in this one, and he did a solid job out there with a steal and a drawn charge. Curious why we didn't go to Colton Cashaw in this one if we just wanted to get get a guard out there who was going to defend, but alas. Um, anyway. Loved our defense the entire game, and obviously it's you can see what a building block it is. The offense struggled, which wasn't a huge surprise given that we were facing one of the top defenses in the country, for starters. Um, the Gales did manage 39% shooting, which is probably a little bit higher than I would have expected. 
Um, but just 21%, 21.7% from three, um, the Gales did not shoot well, actually down the stretch the entire season. Uh, even in the Mac tournament, Iona did not shoot threes that well. So you can tell that, uh, more weapons from the perimeter is going to be, a, um, the goal moving forward. Um, anyway, another primary weapon on our offense was foul shooting this season. Um, and it wasn't to be found. The Gales only went to the line five times in the game. So, as we kind of expect, you would expect in a game like this, Iona relied heavily on Ross and Gist, perhaps too much, uh, especially after the Tide put the clamps on Ross in the second half. Um, but Nelly Jr. Joseph, I think, should have probably gotten a few more touches, especially in that second half, um, and shot attempts too, <laughs> um, as he was just three of five for, from the field for the game. How was he only getting five shot attempts? Um, now Bama doubled him at times, so he'd kick it out, and he actually had a couple of assists in the game as well. Um, but he was someone who could have played a bigger role because he was the one player who was not um, considered the quote-unquote lesser player of the guy he was going against for the most part. Um, again, alas. So Iona's fallen short again in the NCAA tournament, and we've yet again watched some other 13s and 14s and even a 15 advance while we go home. But I'm not upset about this one because... What you can see is that you can feel, well, actually not see it, feel it, that the program is building towards something special. And we're going to explore that in future episodes. We've, like I said, we've got an entire offseason coming up where we can look about where, where the Gales are looking like for 2021-22. And hopefully a very normal season where we have a normal schedule and fans can actually go to games and all that other stuff. Um, so but anyway, we're going to have another post-mortem episode or two uh, as we say goodbye to Departing Gales and recap what a unique season COVID created for us all from players and coaches to fans and, and my perspective too, for media. Um, so anyway, I think we're in for a hell of a ride and I hope you guys stay on board with me for the entire thing. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast and for the 2020-21 college basketball season. You know, I'm so proud of this team and what they've accomplished in the face of COVID. I can't wait. Can't wait to see what the future holds. As always, go Gales. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IonaHoops.com podcast. This podcast is a production of IonaHoops.com and its publisher Guy Filatico. The opinions shared during this podcast are those of Guy Filatico, IonaHoops.com, and any future guests. This podcast is not affiliated with Iona College Athletics or the college itself. Thank you for supporting IonaHoops.com.